I hope we come out of this stronger and with more of a knowledge of what public health does and just how many lives are saved. You look at how few seniors are dying now as compared to what it was in the beginning. Having an infrastructure of public health and collaborative partnerships directly saves lives. When we do 500 or 1,000 vaccinations in a day, we know somebody, we don't know who, but somebody out of that 500 is going to live because of this. Welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle, and today's special guests are Dr. Maria Carney. She's the Chief of Geriatrics and Palliative Medicine for Northwell Health. And today we have Dr. Lawrence Eisenstein, who's the Nassau County Health Commissioner, and we're talking about older adults and COVID. It was such a scary time. So many older Nassau County residents were really, really affected badly by COVID. Now we're doing good. The older generation is going out and getting vaccinated. Where are we looking at right now? How are, is our senior population on Long Island? So I will just start off by saying Nassau County is one of the older, uh, has the largest percentage of older adults than many other counties in the nation. And I first saw that when I was at the Nassau County government in the position of Commissioner of Health at Dr. Eisenstein now holds, holds. I remember getting calls from all these individuals at times of crises that were older, maybe not with family support, frightened during these times. And so that's one of the reasons why I went into the to be chief here as for geriatrics and palliative medicine. I wanted to kind of focus efforts, programs for this population. And boy, did we see it with COVID. And uh, with Dr. Eisenstein and I staying in touch, um, we've been living uh, through some incredible times. So yes, the population over 65 was greatly affected, had the highest mortality related to COVID, highest hospitalizations, skilled nursing facility populations were affected, but they were the first to want to receive vaccination, eagerly trying to get the vaccine. And now I think we're approaching very almost close to herd immunity. Over 70% at least have received one vaccine, if not higher to date. Um, so I'm very encouraged, but we have a population that is younger, that are vectors and at risk of spreading illness if they don't get vaccine. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Eisenstein, I, I think you said 80 uh, percent of older adults in Nassau County have been vaccinated. Is, yeah. that, is that correct? Yes. And it's a little a little bit even higher than that. We think it's about 81 or 82 percent. And it's reflecting in the in the data. We keep track of every positive case. We know the age ranges. We do a weekly evaluation and we have seen people over 60, over 50, even the older people have had less cases. And that's because they're vaccinated. Um for a long time, we would see cases pretty much spread throughout the age diaspora from young kids to, to all the way up to 90 plus years old. Now we're starting to really see very few of our newer cases are over 65 years old. Very few, maybe 2% or something like that, 3% in a weekly basis. Used to be 10, 12, 15%. And it would be 10% for every decade of life. It's clearly shifting younger. It's clearly shifting to the populations who are not yet vaccinated. And that's how we're going to, you know, re-strategize as a public health department. But this goes to the seniors being willing, coming out. And, and there were times in the beginning when we didn't have enough supply. It was 
sad. It was frustrating that there were, in some cases, a husband or a wife was lucky to get an appointment and the other didn't. And they were very upset that we didn't have a dose for them. We were upset that we didn't have a dose for them, but we had to honor the, the appointments that people were lucky enough to get. And if you consider that we first started vaccinating, you know, medical professionals in mid-December, it's late April now. It feels like a very long time, but when you look back at this historically, this is a miraculous response. And these vaccines are miraculous in how well they're doing at preventing disease and being safe at the same time. Um, it feels like a very, very long time, but in infectious disease terms, this response has been really, really great. We've, we've even seen it dramatically in the skilled nursing facility population, where at first were the first outbreaks in Washington state and then in our region too. That population has been vaccinated. We're making great efforts that people getting discharged from the hospital that go to a skilled nursing facility get their vaccine upon discharge. The numbers of cases, outbreaks in skilled nursing facilities have dramatically decreased. If you could picture the curve from being very high to a steep decline, we are in a very good position with skilled nursing facilities in controlling outbreaks. Right. Is that the number one thing for people who are in nursing homes is the most important is just to get that vaccine? If you are in any kind of congregate living environment and you need assistance where people have to help you or, or bring things to you, whether that be a skilled nursing facility, assisted living, or you live in a community where you may be sharing um, areas of uh, dining and so forth. So any congregate living, that is a population that must be vaccinated to prevent outbreaks. There have been reports that the second dose is being uh, decreased uh, or not being taken up, but I'm not sure how that compares uh, across the age groups. I will say that in my patient population, they are have been, may I use the term, religious about getting that second dose. And in Nassau County Health Department's pods, I have the numbers. I just was going over this yesterday. It's over 99% of all first dose people came back for their second dose. I've read what you've read about other locations where it's not as much. And I assure you, part of that is the work that, that goes into it. And I know Northwell does the same. If somebody doesn't show up or they're an hour late, we call them. So there is a public health role in making sure that people remember that, they, that if they had a concern, you answer their concern. So it has been work to get it done, but we are over 99% of our first dose recipients coming back in all age groups for their second dose. And, and then the numbers support it. When you look at these vaccines, they are proving still to be well over 99%, close to 100%. We never say 100% in medicine. We try not to because then there's always an exception, but they're over, well over 99% protective against death. What else can you do other than lock yourself in a room and not be exposed to anybody or anything, which is not realistic? What else can you do that gives you close to 100% protection against death? So in my opinion, yes, by all means, vaccination is the way to stay alive through COVID. Yeah, I think one of the things during this pandemic, the toughest thing was being isolated, not being able to see loved ones, children, grandchildren. Now that's happening, but... The kids now or the young people who just became eligible are now the key to us reaching herd immunity. The younger population are the vectors. They're spreading it amongst, they're social, right? So we have to keep 
population as safe as possible. And I think of uh, my patients who have their grandchildren or their children really should be getting vaccinated to prevent illness in their loved ones. And I hope the younger generation can see it as that, that they have a role to help prevent illness amongst their social network, their family network. And um, and I wanna commend Nassau County. You did things very early uh, ahead of many other counties. For example, when many patients had trouble uh, navigating the websites, the internet, you created a phone line where they could call and you would help them. Uh, register their vaccine. So you've been creative and innovative of how to make vaccine accessible to help the older adult population. Our our thank you. And our team is great. And, and, you know, the health department, human services, IT, police, Homeland Security, OEM, we've all worked together, but we have, it's it's great being the health commissioner here in Nassau County when you have the healthcare infrastructure that we have. And I'm not saying this because this is a Northwell-based podcast, but it's a fact that we have one of the great health systems in the world here in Nassau County, and we really worked well together. It has been a team effort across the county with all of our health providers. And, you know, it's it's not accidental that we have the highest percentage of vaccinated adults of any large county. It's been an around-the-clock job between ourselves and our healthcare provider partners like Northwell. And um, we really have seen just an eager population to come get vaccinated. And we're very excited about that. And I, I hired him. Yes. During H1N1. That was a good move. <laughs> During H1N1. But you also mentioned that Nassau County has one of the highest population of older adults. We do. We have one of the highest populations of uh, in the county compared to other counties in New York. Our, we have pockets that are over 20% of over 65-year-olds. Um but on average, we're about 16% of the population is over 65, and that's higher than most counties in New York. So they are perhaps eager to be vaccinated. And the key thing is, anybody who wants it, it's now available. There's no waiting. You can walk into Northwell's pods, the health department's pods, to most doctor's offices who've requested it. You can walk in. You don't even need to make an appointment. I, I think we're able to do that because so many people have, are vaccinated that I do think it's reasonable for us to have a, a normal summer. Is it going to be completely normal? That's going to rely on everybody choosing to become vaccinated. Can we get there by July 1st or ahead of it? I've been predicting on the press conferences with the county executive a normal summer for a long time. But now we're at that key point where can we just get the few more people who weren't sure to realize how safe and successful these vaccines are, buy into it, and then, yes, we can. And I think the public wants to live safely, right, and outward. They're eager for it. So they're, I'm seeing people encouraging their loved ones to be vaccinated so that we can be living more open. I'm seeing schools. I have a daughter in college. She got the announcement that she can't go back in the fall until vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing efforts to be safe, protected, and live more freely and openly. So it's a balance. I don't think it's one or the other. We can be living safely, get vaccinated, and move towards having an open 
environment. What do you say to your patients who are, you know, in, in the senior citizen age group and they've been vaccinated? What do you, wh is there any recommendations of like what, what's the best events or things to do socially and what maybe things should still stay away from yet or? Yeah, we're just saying follow the CDC guidance, you know, outdoors is safer in this nice weather of uh, today, the upcoming summer, take advantage of being outside. Now we can be, if you're vaccinated without masks outside, if you're in a crowded environment, be safe, wear the mask until we're sure of what's going to happen with all these new variants that are popping up and what's happening globally. We are not out of the woods, as Dr. Eisenstein said. We are in a very precarious situation. We are seeing hope. We're seeing opportunity of society to open up. But uh, we still have to be smart and safe. And I'm looking for the CDC guidance to be able to share with the patients. But outdoors is safe. Continue wearing a mask with crowds. Um, but if you're outdoors without a crowded environment, take it off. Enjoy yourself. And, and encourage your children and grandchildren to get vaccinated. And encourage vaccination, yes. It's been overwhelmingly safe. Millions upon millions across the globe have gotten vaccinated and are incredibly safe. COVID is a family illness, right? It's not just, yes, older adults have been highlighted, but it is a family illness. And it's usually when it's in a family, it's spread within that network. So for that reason, uh, young people need to get vaccinated to protect the family network. And then we're going to see it in the sports teams are going to be getting uh, vaccinated if you want to continue sports. The schools are going to encourage it. The uh, living environments are going to encourage it. So we're going to see it more r rolled out more widely. Yeah. How, what have you seen um, psychologically in some of your patients, the relief, uh, the the freedom? How, how is that working for people? Like, what, what is the, the general um, feeling after people get vaccinated? You know, it's interesting. My patients have a sense of safety uh, and relief. But what I didn't expect are the caregivers, the sons, the daughters who were very fearful of perhaps transmitting it to their loved one or getting uh, or, or not being able to see them. So they found automatic like freedom, like, oh, my gosh, I can go without fear or guilt that I'm not going. So that was the remarkable change I saw. Yeah. That's great. And I guess it's just to be able to, like you said, to be able to go back and have that little bit of sense of normalcy, because I, I would have to feel that for so many people, they just felt so isolated during this whole thing. Yeah. The other interesting fact I saw, many of my patients have a uh, help, right? Whether it's an aide or companion or other grandchildren coming in. A lot of my patients are asking that if they're going to, if they need help, the families or the who's ever making those decisions are requesting that those individuals be vaccinated. So for those type of positions and so forth, whether it's formally dictated to get vaccinated or it's highly encouraged if you're going to work with somebody or a family or deliver services in any way, you'd be vaccinated. It's a question people are asking. Are you vaccinated? Then, OK, yes, you can come in. Okay, so we're going to move into a segment we like to call prescriptions. And so how has the partnership with the county, and we talked about this a little bit, but the county and, and the health department, how has that worked out during this crisis? 
So our partnership with Northwell has, has been imperative to our success. Um, Northwell was assigned the hub from, from the executive chamber, meaning they were going to oversee vaccine distribution and co coordinate it. And we became a partner right away. We participate in Northwell's NASA Health Equity Task Force. And that's really important because it allows the health department to use our information community leaders to provide information to us and to Northwell and for us to strategize where to set up our events, what's the timing, how to do it to reach the maximum populations. And the pop-up vaccination events that we've done every week now, multiple, uh, with Northwell as a partner have been based on us collaborating, looking at the data, looking at what our community leaders are telling us and going to communities where there was a hesitancy and now there's not or reaching vulnerable communities. And we've done that together. Very often, we'll each provide one of the resources, whether it's the vaccine or the people or the advertising. And and it really, it's been every week, multiple events. And we're just very proud of, of how we've worked together. And I hope we come out of this stronger and with more of a knowledge of what public health does and just how many lives are saved. You look at how few seniors are dying now as compared to what it was in the beginning. Having an infrastructure of public health and collaborative partnerships directly saves lives. One of the most rewarding things of my career has been just being in th at the vaccination events, sticking needles in arms. It's a simple, easy thing, you know, and when we do 500 or 1,000 vaccinations in a day, we know somebody, we don't know who, but somebody out of that 500 is going to live because of this. It's very rewarding. It's very necessary. And from the very beginning, if people... My staff's been great, but if anybody was, you know, just stressed or or uh, realizing that these are going to be not eight-hour days. Some of these days were every single day, nonstop, for months at a time. This is why you have a public health department. The world needs to see. This is why you need strong public health funding, why you need to make sure that the and the employees aren't just cut by a third over the course of, you know, a decade and a half or whatever it is. That's a trend that was national. And, and when I talk about this and advocate for public health, we now see based on this how many lives public health saves. But the key, the public health that is of the future has to be a public health, private, public-private yep. partnership. Yep. And that has to be innovative and new. This is a perfect segue into, um, we always like to end on a positive note. So I'll just ask you, uh, Dr. Eisenstein first, just what gives you hope going forward? Gives me hope that more than 70% of the adults in Nassau County are already vaccinated. That means they've agreed to it, they've wanted it, they've come to get it, and there's still some demand. And so I am hopeful that, I'm also hopeful, the other thing that gives me hope is that you're seeing great results from these vaccines. The vaccine technology that came out of this will impact other viruses and other diseases going forward. And so I think the future is really bright. And I've been shooting for a normal Long Island summer. I've been saying it since we started vaccinating in January. As I've been doing the math of how many people we can vaccinate. And as vaccine has come to market, and I genuinely think we could have a normal Long Island summer for the most part. Awesome. Dr. Carney, what gives you hope going forward? What gives me hope? Exactly what Dr. Eisenstein said. I'm very hopeful with the vaccine rollout that's been overwhelmingly positive, right? And, and, but the one thing that came out of this that gives me tremendous hope is the innovation, uh, the flexibility, the innovation of thought, the innovation of partnership, um, technology that's come out of this. 
So I'm very excited and hopeful with all the innovation that's come out of in a very short period of time, if you think about it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Dr. Carney and uh, Dr. Eisenstein, thank you so much for joining us here on 20 Minute Health Talk. And for you, the listener who tuned in, thank you so much. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.